Hi, I'm Ray, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. My pronouns are they, them, and today's quest is In the Ocean. This is another episode of Solo. Uh, so, for those that are unaware, Solo is our series where we play through single player RPGs. Uh, it's both an actual play and kind of a analysis of the mechanics of the game. Um, I'll be giving my impressions as they come along uh, and sort of talking about uh, what I think the game does well and touching on the areas where I think maybe it could be improved or expanded or um, or how I, how I feel about the game. Um, in the Ocean was created as part of the Emotional Mecha Game Jam, as all of the uh, games in Season 1 of Solo have been. Uh, this particular one is actually intended for one to four players. Um, the differences between the two don't seem that dramatic. Um, it seems that they intend for the single-player version to be kind of more journal-based, but I don't really see a reason why that has to be. Um, cool. So, it does revolve, involve a deck of cards. Uh, it does have uh, a list of like stuff you need to play uh, and talks about using the X card. As I'm the only player, I'm not going to need to use an X card. Um, but I like that they've included a safety tool. Uh, even just a mention of safety tools is nice, uh, but to actually include one is cool. Uh, X-Card's pretty common. Um, and is... X-Card, I have found, is a lot easier to use with people that you know well. Um, when I don't know someone very well, I... Th I tend to find X cards a little too simplistic. Um, like if I've got a pretty good read on the person and I have a pretty good idea of their boundaries, generally I feel like the X card is an adequate safety tool. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, in, in more, more unfamiliar play groups, uh, something like, um, Something like, oh god, I can't remember what it's called now. <laughs> I've suddenly forgot what it's called. Uh, script change. Something like script change is a bit more uh, useful with a group that you don't super know. But, and I mean, another advantage of script change is that um, it uses a lot of like movie editing kind of lingo. Um, and I like that because I tend to describe my games in the way of like what they would look like if they were a TV show or a movie. So, and and what the audience sees is an easier way, easy way for me to describe stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of like my first thoughts. Um, prep doesn't seem too hard. It it's very bare bones game. Um, doesn't seem to have like a cover or anything, at least not in the version that I have. Um, it's just kind of raw text, black on white screen, um, with a little bit of um, with a little bit of bold 
on some of the titles. That's fine. Uh, it just kind of looks like dense text. Um, some of the way that it's been laid out though is actually making it easier for me to read. Um, they've spaced it in such a way that it doesn't, that I, uh, it's spaced in a way where it looks like a lot of text but I feel like it's only going to take minimum effort for me to read it. Um, it's actually way, taken way less effort but like I have an aversion to reading super dense text and it kind of is a thing that's really difficult for me even though like I love like a great example of this I love reading books I also hate thinking about reading books <laughs> um, I enjoy the act of reading books when I'm in them but it takes me forever to like actually get to a point where I can read a book in particular I'm talking about novels but like other things too. Uh, reading a book can be really hard for me to do because of the dauntingness of a text. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is by Maxine Sheen, S-C-H-E-E-N, Sheen, I think. Um, and we'll just sort of get started. So, we're skipping over the X-Card stuff. Starting the game. You and your fellow soldiers, even if you're playing by yourself, you're not alone, are fighters in an orbital conflict above an empty planet. You've taken damage and are forced to crash land in the sea. You climb out of your cockpit and look around, sitting on top of your mech. A metal island, isolated from, your own, from the only people you know by distance and emotions. Um, answer these questions. What color is the sky and can you see the conflict? I think it's a hazy pink sky. Um, I'm going to put these notes here because I know I'm going to need a quote-unquote index card of information later. I think these are going to go here. Hazy pink sky. Can you see the conflict? I can't see it. I, I can see the faint flashes of some of the larger weapons going off, but for the most part, I can't see it. What color is the water and can you see any animals? I think the water is a vibrant green, like a vibrant light green, like almost not neon, and not slime green, but verdant. Let's go with verdant. Verdant probably means deep, but whatever. Um, I can see things that look like armored jellyfish floating near the surface. Could be like a weird coral jellyfish, maybe? What is your first impression of the planet? How part of your fellow soldiers landed? My first impressions of the planet is that it's hot in almost like a volcanic way. It's too hot. Like, it's almost like an unnatural heat. Uh, I think they landed far enough away that I can't even... Uh, I didn't see where they landed. That's how far away they are. I didn't see where they landed. Like, I didn't even see their trails coming down. Um, but that could be like the, the cloud cover, well, the haziness of the sky 
being a factor. Um, keep discussing these questions until everyone has a concrete understanding. Um, Keep in mind that the planet feels empty, there are no boats passing by, and no land masses are visible from your metal island, and any animals are out of reach. Cool. Done. Once you know where you are, it's time to determine who you are. Think about the details below, writing down what feels important on your ID card. Then share what information your fellow soldiers know about you. It's okay to hold something back or be completely open. Secrets will be made and revealed as you play the game. Kind of playing alone. Um, name. Um, Ave. Let's go for like a Gundam name. Ave. Strike. Call sign. Call sign's an interesting one. Mostly because I keep looking at the other. Um,. I keep looking at the other um, fields here, but let's channel a little bit kind of double. Call sign. Uh, so in um, so the categories are name, call sign, age, origin, appearance, favorite color, mech appearance, mech name. Um, I'm used to my preference in a mech game would normally be that the call sign is like the mech more than it is the pilot um but um in gundam double o which i mentioned under my breath a second ago the pilots have secret names they have a code name which is like a call sign and then their mech has a name um so um yeah uh yeah mm. Mm, mm, mm. so like you have lyle delandi who is known as Lock-On Stratus and pilots the Dynamis, for example. Um, but let's go with a call sign, a call sign, a call sign, a call sign. If I am Ave Strike, maybe my call sign is maybe something a little bit Battlestar Galactica-y. Battlestar, inspired by Battlestar Galactica. Good Lord. Um... Let's go with Rockbreaker. Age 25. That's an easy one. Origin um, Space Miner. I'm going to say Conscripted Miner. Oh, I often play conscripts. Let's go with Miner. Appearance Handsome. Favorite color Pink. Mech appearance, ogre. I'm think yeah. I'll I'll expand on these like as we go probably, but I'm just gonna get like down ideas. Um, and then mech name. I'm gonna go with Titus. Once you've created your character, choose the tone of the game you'll play. To do this, you choose a suit of the card deck. Hearts, da uh, hearts are love. Diamonds are friendship. Spades are rivalry, clubs are soldiers. I'm gonna go with diamonds, cause yeah, I think that will be fun. I will also, apparently my phone isn't muted. I apologize. Um, 
so I'm just grabbing the diamonds out of my deck here. So you only use one deck. When I first looked at this game, actually, I thought I'd have to work through all of the decks. Um, I'm really glad that that's not the case. That, so when I say when I first looked at it, when I was choosing... Uh, I actually chose what games would go into the into this series uh, quite a while ago. Um, so I made a new folder and I put through all the short list of games and then um, went back through them at another point. Uh, went back through them as I, as I chose which ones to play uh, whenever we were recording. Um, I'm just checking these are all configured. That way. There are some cards that you have to pull out, making sure that there were no jokers in there, and double checking that I had. Uh, I didn't accidentally put in like any hearts or anything. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to do like a friendship one. Uh, fittingly, the only like full size deck of cards that I own, as you all know, <laughs> um, if you've listened to any of our other games that have used cards, are my Gundam cards. So. <laughs> I am actually using cards from Gundam 00, um, or rather with Gundam 00 characters on them. Um, shuffle the deck and place it in the center of the table where everyone can reach. Whoever reaches for the card first goes first, playing the scene or answering the question on the card as it relates to the character, to their character. Um, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the battle in the sky above you ends when someone draws the king card and the game ends when the last card has been drawn. So we're doing 13 regardless. Uh, or 11. Whatever. Once you've finished the last circle around the table, decide as a group who won the battle and whether your army or anyone else comes to rescue you. Regardless of the outcome of this conversation, come up with a short epilogue for your soldier and an epilogue for the mech. Um... Then go around the table as players and talk about your favourite cards. Uh, if you want to see what mysteries the other suits might hold, you'll need to create a new war and new characters. Interesting. Okay. Oh, suits as in suits of cards. Cool. Playing alone. If you're playing by yourself, you play out all your present day scenes with your mech. Imagine the scenes in your head and we're going to speak them aloud, not write them down. Okay, cool. Let's see what we got. The Two of Diamonds. Um, the Two of Diamonds. So, you can either play out a scene or answer the question on the card. Okay. Where do you go to be alone or the place you hung out? No, the place you hang out because it's a scene. I guess it's like a flashback. Do I do both for a single? Add all your present day scenes with your mech. Present day scenes. Hmm, either way, I choose one. So I'm gonna choose to answer the question. Where do you go to be alone? So, Titus is a pretty big machine, designed for space combat and like boarding actions on enemy ships and stations. So they have arms and legs, but they are very like flight 
focused even so um so they kind of have a lot of like sensors and stuff on them to help uh and so when i want to be alone i go down towards where their feet are because i imagine that they're sort of lying on their back uh just barely buoyant uh and so i walk down to the feet where at the very least titus can't see me anymore that's where i go when i want to be alone all right uh, I'm going to assume that I get to choose one or the other here because I'm playing alone and that I don't have to do both. Um, when you do it in a group, they it says that normally one of you will probably end up answering the question. At least one person will answer the question and at least one person will do the scene. Um, I'm going to choose that because I'm playing solo. I, it's either or still uh, and I don't have to do both. Five. Um... What does your friend do badly? A secret you two share. What does your friend do badly? Um, I think in this context the friend is Titus, right? That's what I'm getting from the thing how it said refer to your mech as... Uh, so, Titus... And I don't know how Titus picked up this habit. Titus likes to sing? And oh my god... Can they just not sing? Imagine that you tried to teach, like, an, a, a, like a, 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 um, what do you call it? Imagine that you tried to teach, like, an early text-to-speech reader how to sing. Uh, and that's getting close to what Titus sounds like when they sing. It's like... Christopher Walken and a super low energy Christopher Walken and a dial-up modem tried to do karaoke uh, and they left their reading glasses at home. That that's that's what it sounds like. Um, um yeah, all right. Um, I'm pretty happy with that one. Next, um, the dog just got out apparently. What makes you smile or fighting back to back? Yeah, okay, so I think that's a scene with one of the other pilots, right? I'm going to do that as a scene, yeah. I'm going to do that, fighting back to back. I think it's just before we came down here and I've got... Um, I've got like this, yeah, and we're, f we're, we're, I'm charging forward, and I have, and I have this like stupid gauntlet weapon, Titus has these stupid gauntless, gauntlet weapons, uh, and I punch through a piece of debris, while another person, uh, towing behind me on like cables, um, is sniping. Well, not sniping. They're taking shots with like a like a some kind of laser rifle thing. Um, as we smash our way through the debris of an enemy ship, 
drawing closer and closer to the uh, moving in on like this uh, enemy cluster um, and then as we get surrounded Titus and I back up against this uh, are Titus and I pull in the cables on the person that we're towing, the other mech that we're towing behind us, uh, pulling them out of the way of an enemy that had snuck up behind them. Um, and then uh, there's like this banter back and forth of me saying, um, oh, you've got to be more careful and they'll be like, hey, it's fine, it's fine, you know, I've got you to look after. I've got you two to look after uh, after me. Um, and I am somewhat embarrassed um, and then they uh, pull something on their pull like a, a slide back on their laser rifle and it like fires out this wide beam scatter shot um, at this enemy that I hadn't seen that was now sneaking up on me uh, and I sort of nod as I like flip the gauntlet things down and draw these like two pistols uh, and me and this other uh, pilot who we will call Romeo uh, that's their call sign uh, fight back to back yeah that's gonna be that scene um, the eight who are the wolves of spring or the first breath of spring. I think some of these friends scenes are a bit, um, they don't really sound like scenes. They also sound like questions almost, kind of. I don't know. They could be, the, the questions are pretty good and I feel like the, the scene prompts so far I mean the time the 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 back to back one was pretty good. The place you hung out feels like a question, right? Um if that makes sense. Anyway, we'll see. I'm going to go with who are the wolves of spring? Uh the wolves of spring are an elite enemy force. Um they fly prototype mechs with experimental weaponry. Um, their machines are tuned up in ways that are that uh, make them uh, beyond use to regular pilots. They are uh, aggressive and talented. Uh, and have a uh, and have a unit cohesion that uh, is surprising for ace pilots like that, which is to say, you would expect huge egos of their caliber to be a little more um, independent and not as good at working together, but they are very good. Out working together. Alright. The king. Who do you wish was here? An unbreakable oath. I think. Alright, so it says that when the king is drawn, that means the battle above it ends. 
So I think I can see, as I'm watching the sky, um, I think it's been like hours now watching them fight and fight and fight and then I haven't seen any of those beams for a while and I start to realize that the fighting must have stopped and as I realize that the fighting stopped I start to feel a panic rise and I sort of steady myself and I think back on all the times where uh, I had been nervous before a battle and had seen uh, the others were nervous uh, and I think we see almost like a montage we the audience see like a montage of me being nervous and Romeo being there and maybe like, how come you're never nervous? Romeo saying, well, because I've got you to watch my back. Um, and then uh, I sort of like doing that bro-y pilot, like grabbing each other's arms thing. Uh, and uh, saying, um, and then saying, um, we come back together and me uh, saying always always um, and I just sort of I think we see uh, I think we see that sort of scene or like a montage of that scene or something similar play out a few times um, and then I think yeah, I think that's that's what we're gonna go with. That's that's the thing. As I wait for someone, um, the ace. Who is your best friend? A time you saved someone's life. Who is your best friend? I think that we've already kind of established who my best friend is. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Romeo is my best friend. That's easy. Boom. Easy question. Um, seven. Would you kill for your friend the time you made a mistake? The questions are super easy for me. Which is kind of a reason to not do them, right? Because, like, I'm not going to agonize over them. They're not going to be hard for me. The answer to would you kill for your friend is super easy for me to say. Um... A time you... Well, I mean, it's super easy. Why don't we do both? Uh, would you kill for your friend? I would kill for my friend. Um, and a time you made a mistake. I am in orbit fighting a bunch of people. And I see a chance to kill one of the wolves of spring. And I flip those gauntlets around and I boost forward to strike at them uh, and at the last second uh, another one of the wolves appears and grabs me uh, and starts uh, tearing at Titus's hull um, yeah time I made a mistake cool next six swear I already did six would you die for your friend? Yes. 
I would be willing to die for my friend. A time you were betrayed. I'm not going to do a time you were betrayed because I'm not going to do all of these. Um, yes, I would die for my friend. I would die for Romeo um, if it meant that they got home safe. That he got home safe. I think Romeo's a guy. I would die uh, to make sure that Romeo got home safe. Um, he's more important to me than my own life. Queen, how did you meet a debt you owe? I'm going to go with how did you meet because that's a bit of a longer question to answer. I think that Romeo and I actually met in our first, in what was probably both of our first battle. Um, in uh, me in like this close fire support mech and them in this uh, uh, and them in this like long range snipering machine um, and us being just part of a huge action of machines um, being set loose uh, on this enemy dockyard that we were told was uh, going to be so easy to take and uh, we were just going to storm in there, seize all this stuff, and then we'd have all these cool ships and things, and yada, 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 and it was going to be such a boon for the for the war effort. And then how almost no one made it back alive, and when our broken machines were being pulled in to the uh, escape craft, um, I remember marveling at how uh, beat up uh, Romeo's sniper was um, and uh, being impressed that they uh, managed to fight with their cockpit blown open uh, which is almost a scene but yeah that's how we met um Jack what is life like for ordinary people? The Queen Polaris. What does that mean? The Queen Polaris. What? That's not a scene. That's just a person's name. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, most of these other um, scene prompts, um, I take it back, they're actually pretty good. I have no idea what the Queen Polaris is meant to mean or evoke. Um, these are kind of almost all scenes. The questions are more or less easier to answer than the, um, than the scenes. Um, the scenes are kind of like, do, do a longer response. Um, uh, at least when you're playing solo. It might be different when you're playing in a group. But yeah, the Queen Polaris, I don't... I guess the Queen Polaris could be like a big serious enemy mech or something. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to do what is life like for ordinary people. Um, I think that most people live their lives not that dissimilar to now. Some people live nice, happy lives. Some people struggle and go without. Um, and, uh, and an elite few live exorbitantly extravagantly cushy lives where they can do whatever they want um 
and I think that for the people that live in space and not in the homelands, meaning like planets and stuff, um, I think that life tends towards the harder. Um, and that for some of them, that's good. Um, and for others, it's horrible. Um, in sort of a hard-working community, hard-working communal lifestyle um, versus uh, like a back-breaking um, factory town sort of vibe, I guess, would be my dichotomy there. Um, yeah. Cool. Ten. Ten, ten, ten. What a weird image. Um, does your mech distance you from people? Or sitting in the cockpit? Oh, man. I'm going to go with sitting in the cockpit. Um, I, yeah, I'm sitting in the cockpit. I'm eating a, a quote-unquote hot lunch that is cold. Um, it's some kind of curry with bad rice and, yeah, and indeterminate chunks. Um, I'm sitting there sort of trying to eat it. <laughs> I mean, it's food. Um, and the, and I'm just waiting. I'm waiting in my cockpit. I've got like a little video about, um, about, uh, I think it's like a documentary about, um, some kind of endurance race on some planet I've never heard of. Um, and some famous sports star that I have no con... Some famous athlete that I have no context for. But, like, it is an engaging way to imagine yourself elsewhere. Um, and I'm sitting there in my cockpit and I hear... I see a light start to flash and then I start to hear, like, the sound of... Um, people rushing around and I take a few more bites of my food um, and then uh, someone comes to put my helmet on um, and uh, I hand them my tray um, my cockpit gets locked uh, and then I see these doors start to open beneath me uh, as the crews pull away uh, and my mech is shunted into launch uh, as it's my turn to go on patrol. Four. What does your friend do best? Um, I did what does your friend do badly. I went with the mech. I think I should probably go with the mech again. Um, no, I might go with Romeo. What does your friend do best? I think that Romeo is a really good um, cook um, and they are often trying to enhance their rations um, and find some way to make them more 
palatable. Palatable. Um, and three. How do you celebrate a hand on a shoulder? I think a hand on a shoulder. I think I'm sitting there as night, as the night finally comes on this planet, like almost a day after I landed here. Um, and it's not a literal hand on the shoulder, but I think Titus makes a sound that is like uh, reassuring, or them trying to be reassuring. I sort of look back and I'm like, yeah, thank you. Uh, I sort of climb back into the cockpit um, and like they deploy like a little water uh, dispenser thing uh, and tell me, you have to keep drinking water or else you will get sick. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I understand how <laughs> drinking water works. Um, they say, it's okay. I'm sure Romeo's fine. And I sort of pat the console a little bit as I grab the water and start drinking it. Uh, and almost under my breath, I say, I hope so too. Uh, and that's the last card. Um, that is all of the cards. Uh, so, um, yeah, cool. Um, I think the enemy won, and I think, and I think that, I think the enemy won, and I think that there's a, what do you call it, I think that there's a signal that is transmitting, and it says, we're retreating, we will come for you, um, but for whatever reason, that signal doesn't penetrate down to the planet's surface. Uh, something about the clouds mean that I can't hear it. Um, and I think we see a shot of a long night drawing on uh, and me and, and uh, Rockbreaker uh, sleeping in a way that suggests unrest um, uh, in the open cockpit of Titus. Um, I think that's where it ends. Um, go around the table and talk about your favorite cards. Yeah, wow, okay. Um, I actually thought the, I think that what is life like for ordinary people is really cool. And now that I've thought about it a bit more, I think the Queen Polaris. The Queen Polaris is a super weird prompt and it is difficult for me to initially grip my teeth onto. Um, but the more I think about it, the better it is. I think that if I was at the table, I would have, if I'd gone last, I might've been able to think of something. <laughs> for Queen Polaris. If everyone else had been describing the ordinary people, maybe I could have come up with something for Queen Polaris. Um, I basically needed a lot of time to think about what that meant. I think that that is an... I think the question, what is life like for ordinary people, is a really cool question and a really interesting to, thing to explore in a mech game. Um, and the Queen Polaris is just like... 
I'm wondering if it's, so the way it's written it is capital T, the, queen, lowercase q, Polaris, capital P. I wonder if maybe it was a capital Q as well. My brain wouldn't have fucking glitched off it. Um, which is not to say that it should have glitched off it. It's just that I have no idea why that it, it took me so long to work out that that, like it took me so long to come up with a good idea for that. That being, it could be the name of an enemy machine or a famous pilot or something like that. Um, but like at first I was just like, what does that mean? Like, is it a queen? Like a queen queen? Why is it the queen and not just Queen Polaris and yada yada yada. I think it's actually meant to evoke the Red Comet, which is Char Aznable, which is a core protagonist, antagonist, sorry, or protagonist, antagonist, from um, the original Gundam series and Gundam and the Gundam Universal Century Continuum. I think that maybe it's meant to evoke that, because now I think about it, he is called the Red Comet. Um, so it could be meant to evoke that and maybe I just sort of missed it <laughs> um, at first but I think that that card the jack is actually the it's not the best card but I think it's the one that I like jumped around on the most like it had the most react I got the most out of it um, and I think it's pretty inventive um, yeah um, I think that's a super good game. I really think that for the most part these prompts are quite good. Um, earlier on I said that I thought the scene prompts were a bit eh. I think they could be a little bit longer. Um, there's enough room on the page that they could have more um, in them. Um, and they're like, they're like half a sentence essentially long. Some of them are two words. Um, they could be a little bit more detailed. Like just a bit fuller. Um, they're pretty good though. Sitting in the cockpit, perfect. Um, a hand on the shoulder, eh, pretty good. Um, a place you hang out, I think, is a pretty weak one. I get what they're trying to evoke there. I didn't think it worked super well. Um, but overall, um, I, I think it's really good. The questions are super good. None of the questions... Um, fell flat. I think all of the questions are super good um, and the scenes are mostly good um, and the ideas behind them is good. Like a, talking about a place where everyone hangs out is a really good prompt. I just something about the way it's worded didn't pull me into describing a scene. Um, there's a question here that's how you, that, uh, I can't remember, where is it? How do you celebrate? Something like that for the place you hang out would have worked, like um, a party you were at, right? That pulls you in, a, or, or would pull me in a bit better than just a place you hang out. Um, I get, I get it, and I get what it's trying to evoke, I just, for some reason it was hard for me to get uh, to get onto it, but I think that's probably mostly me. Um, I haven't played the other suits, uh, but I'm sure they are also super, oh yeah, I'm sure they are also super awesome. For example, I just looked at the hearts one, which are like lovers. Who is the Red Hawk? <laughs> um, that's super awesome. Um, a romantic date, a confession, um, 
Spades, which I think is about rivalries. Um, they call them ghost is interesting. Sirius, the king of summer. Oh, maybe they all have those. The queen Polaris. No, they don't all have them, I guess. Unless you count who is the red hawk. But that's interesting. Sirius, the king of summer is a cool one. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool and it's actually super fast to play and neat. I would like to play this again with more people. I think that it would be super fun. Um, I think this is a really good game. I would like to see it, um, it'd be super awesome if it was like jazzed up a little bit more and looked a bit prettier, but like it was made for the Emotional Maker Game Jam. The person probably had like a couple of days to make it. It's a fine game. It, to look at it, you'd probably be like, oh, it's just a blank text document, but it's actually a really good game that's in there. Um, you don't super need to fill out the ID card thing at the beginning. Um, if the game was, ex or rather, if the game was expanded, it would be cool for the cool if there were like suggestions for that. Obviously, you don't need suggestions for favorite color, but I'm also like, I don't think favorite color was that useful. Um, it didn't really come up. Um, yeah. Appearance. The appearance for the mech is kind of important, is kind of interesting because it kind of makes you think about like what the mech is going to be and what it does. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Some of those, yeah, I think it was, I think it's a very good game. And I think that in terms of places it could be improved, um, for the most part, it's pretty damn good. This is a pretty excellent game. You don't really need... Um, mechanically and like words on the page it doesn't really need that much even the stuff I'd said about the scenes most of that was just sort of about how I reacted to them um, they're they're pretty good as is though overall I just kind of wanted something a bit different from them um, the suggestions for the ID card stuff would be cool, but again, is not necessary. Um, I like it. I think it's really good. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Would play again. Hopefully will play again. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I hope you enjoyed listening to that. But uh, for now, farewell from the past. I'm Ray.